Welcome to the God is Social podcast. This podcast and everything God is Social does exists to serve the global church to be more effective online. This week is our first installment of our monthly true or false investigation. And today we find out if it's true that the more people are admins of your church social pages, the better it is. And if it's false that social media engagement equates to bums on seats in your church. So with all that having been said, let's get into it. Hello, God is Socialites. That's right, I'm locking in Socialites. My name is Gabriel Hutchinson, and with me today, again, is my wife and lover of all things insights, Narelle Hutchinson. Hello, Gabriel, and what a big week it's been. It has been a big week, particularly in the Goody Social Facebook group called Church Social Media. We've been doing a lot of true or false questions on there and we've been getting a lot of good feedback. So we thought we'd bring that true or false questionnaire over to the podcast and discuss some controversial topics. So let's get into the first one. True or false? The more people you have responsible for posting to your church Facebook page, the better it will be. Well, I think that this is a really good conversation to have and I think that it's a conversation that every church team should have. But for me, I don't think that a big team adds any value to your social media. Well, because I'm a control freak, I say kick everyone off (laughs) bar the social media manager. Well, the answer is no if you're a control freak. Not true. It should always be no. It should always be, no, you should not, the more people who are admins or editors or whatever you want to call them with permissions on your church's Facebook page does not equal better page management or better content. However, I'm not saying that you should not have multiple contributors in regards to multiple people taking pictures and photos and things like that. What I am saying is that I believe there should be a very limited amount of people with page permissions. And how this plays out practically is that those people who are out there taking photos and everything like that can still pass all the content through to you, the page manager, whether it's via email, Facebook Messenger, or even they can just schedule it. And then from there, you as the Facebook page manager decide when those particular things go out. But how does this look for a small church that doesn't have a lot of volunteers that might not have a dedicated social media manager? Well, I would say get a social media manager because it's 2018 <laughs> and if you don't think social media is important enough to have one single person dedicated to it, then I don't know what you're doing. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to play the de- the devil's advocate here and I'm just going to say we have a good strategy for our social media. We know what we want to post. We want to keep it all on brand. What's the problem with eight people posting when they feel like posting? Because they don't know the insights, Miss Lover of all things insights, because they could just go, you know what? I'm just going to post this up on like Tuesday. At 3am. At 3am. <laughs> and you'll be like, well, that was actually really good content, Mary Jane. Thank you for posting. But If you had to maybe put it through the person who knows what they're doing, maybe we could have got a little bit more reach with it. And secondly, you may accidentally get people posting multiple things at once or like 10 minutes apart or something like that. So that can be frustrating as well. But again, what if they don't know their insights? What if they don't know when their audience is online? Is this, are you trying to get me to plug the ultimate Facebook course for churches that we... (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, no, but it probably is a really good time. If you haven't yet downloaded your copy of the 2018 Ultimate Facebook Guide for Churches, you should download your copy now. But seriously, like we're talking to people who run small churches, who have small teams, who are time poor, have no social media strategy or have a social media strategy. Why are we assuming that these people understand their insights and the best times to post? Well, even if you don't understand your insights and best times to post, it just makes sense to have a kind of funnel, so to speak, that information goes through. You need to treat your public page as you would treat your pulpit. You just don't let anyone get up there and say what they want whenever they want. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. You need to consider your social presence platform just as important as your Sunday pulpit because believe it or not, your social pulpit actually has a greater reach than your Sunday pulpit. Okay, so it's time to move on from that one and let's jump straight into our second question. True or false, social media engagement does not equate to bums on seats in your congregation. Let's see what the people said in the comments. One, two, three, four people have said that is true. And then you and I have jumped on there and added a slightly different take on the situation. I've said this. If somebody likes your post, you can invite them to like your page. Once they do that, they are now seeing regular church content. Then one day they start coming to church. It does happen. So I'd say likes can equal bums on seats. So I say it's false. I say that the more people who know that you exist, the more likelihood there are of those people coming to your church. And if you're not converting your social media followers to bums on seats, then you need to make that happen. How are they going to make that happen? So it's all about follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. It's all about connecting with those people on an individual basis outside of the crowd. Things like sending them a message. If you notice that somebody is constantly engaging with your social media posts, take it into the inbox. It goes down in the DM. It does go down in the DM. Reach out to them, let them know. Oh, thank you. I see you're always encouraging. Just wanted to say, I am this person, whatever. However it is that you want to bring them outside of the group into a one-on-one situation and then outside of the one-on-one situation into an in real life situation. Love it. Love it. I think that it's easy for people just to hate on you wanting engagement and things like that on your posts. It's, it's easy to. They're just like, oh, you're just a narcissist. Well, that may be true. However, uh, yeah, my it, narcissism can also be used by the Lord. <laughs> they say narcissists are really successful in life. <laughs> so it's not a bad thing. But it can come across very egotistical if there isn't a follow-up strategy. So if you if you really are just doing it because you want to have lots of likes on your last post, then yeah, there's probably something that you need to address. But it's a long-term strategy on connecting with people who we wouldn't normally be connecting with. So that's it for the March true or false extravaganza. I can't call it an extravaganza. It was everything an extravaganza. (laughs) It was the February Facebook extravaganza. What is the true or false? Because we're doing this monthly. Maybe we'll just call it the true or false segment. It needs to be some kind of extravaganza. Let's ask Siri. I'm going to ask Siri for some synonyms of extravaganza. Hey, Siri. I'm listening. What are some synonyms of extravaganza? You know, Siri, if you would Google, you would have just said it straight up. Anyway, we're getting way off the topic. <laughs> the point is, is that we're doing these true or falses once a month. And that's it for this month. Until next time, have a good week. Bye, everyone. Bye.